pretty good. Thirsting there. Yeah, and all the stuff, our yeah. condition, it wraps uh, it up well. Game five tonight at uh, Footprint Center. Suns hosting the Clippers with a chance to close them out. Here to talk about the series, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst joins us now on the Arizona Sports Line. Brian, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate it. Good morning. Uh, this has been an entertaining series. I uh, One of the takeaways that we've had is just the, the compete level, the energy level, the fight in the Clippers despite being shorthanded. How much of that do you think they have left going into a closeout game situation? Well, I mean, <laughs> the game that the Clippers won in this series, Kawhi Leonard played, you know, a a plus basketball mm-hmm. and that was the difference in the game and you can you can break down you know various things that the Suns maybe didn't do well or have struggled with and you can talk about Russell Westbrook and some of those hustle plays and everything but you know they won that game because they had Kawhi Kawhi scoring 38 and just looking you know extremely healthy and you know um the, their their pathway to upsetting the Suns was was having that type of performance, like you know, multiple times in the in the series. And that's obviously not going to happen, you know. So um, uh, the Suns need to take care of business. Their their minutes are, are high. That's the biggest I think concern that you have with them is that you know. Durant's minutes are really high. Booker's minutes are really high. So buy yourself some, some days off by finishing them off tonight. When you look at what happened in Game 4, there was privately uh, some of us here. We started to wonder and worry if the Suns had a Chris Paul problem, if he had kind of passed the line of diminishing returns. Game 4 was a welcome respite. He made 12 points in the fourth quarter. Where do you see this thing going forward with the Suns and a point guard who's about to turn 38? Yeah, it's, you know, there's kind of, whenever you're at this time of year, you're, there's kind of two things. You've got what's up in your face right now because you're dealing with the, you know, day-to-day of fighting in a playoff series. And then you're dealing with the 30,000-foot situation. You know, this is happening all over the place. You know, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're a game away from Brooke Lopez and Chris Milton being free agents and Giannis and Drew Holiday sitting on extension decisions. All of a sudden, you know, you know reality comes into real quick. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, there's definitely going to be something that the Suns have to grapple with in the offseason and the complexities of that contract um, are definitely going to be there. Um, and I do think that that's you know, a thing to, to look at. I also think that they are absolutely having a brilliant offensive um, uh, series so far. And, um, you know, ultimately I think there's going to be games where Chris is going to be called on to, um, you know, make some clutch shots. And, you know, you think that you sort of just believe that he can. Um, maybe he will, maybe he won't on some of them. But, like, you know, they're, they're shooting over 50% as a team. I think they have the second best offense um, of the playoff teams thus far. I know we're talking about small sample sizes, yeah. but I think only the Heat uh, performed better than them. And, you know, that's in large part because one of the best defensive players in the league has been out for the Bucks for most of it. Um, so, like, uh, you know, when it comes to Chris Paul, I, I, you know, I think the, the Suns are doing well and are doing good enough on offense to believe they can win mm-hmm. multiple playoff series. Um, but, I, you know, it's certainly worth having a discussion about, you know, as, as this goes along. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, our guest here on Arizona Sports. You mentioned the minutes being accrued by by the Suns, Big Four especially. Actually, Big Three. DeAndre Ayton's not playing extended minutes, but we knew Kevin Durant was going to play a lot. We knew Devin Booker was going to play a lot. And I'm 
I'm not as concerned about that number as I am right now, Brian, the number or the lack of numbers being put up in terms of production from the bench. They're not going to get a lot of yeah. time, but you know, it was 92% of the points that were scored by the starters in, in, in the Game 4 win on Saturday. It's been north of 80% in every playoff game. Can you yeah. think of an example where that kind of pattern has been fruitful for a team on their way to a championship? It just doesn't seem like it's, it's feasible. Yeah, generally no, but generally you don't have Booker and Durant at the front end of it. Um, So I would say that, yes, you know, I don't have all the the data in front of me. Uh, I would say, yes, in general, that's true, that you don't think a team that's so top-heavy can go through four series. Uh, And, again, that's the concern. But in general, I mean, Booker, I don't know if, you know, this series hasn't been high profile nationally because the Suns have sort of established the lead. There's other there's sort of there's other fires other places. Booker is playing as well as anybody in the playoffs. Uh-huh. I, I guess Jimmy Butler <laughs> may, yeah. may get the crown for now. So maybe we'll just say in the Western Conference. Um, but like even compared to like De'Aaron Fox, so look at Booker's numbers. Look at the way he's playing at both ends of the court. And you know, yeah, I'm I'm worried that he won't be able to hold up this way. But you, you know, Durant has kind of been you know average by his standards, yes. and he's averaging twenty eight eight and seven, <laughs> shooting fifty two percent. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I think there's room for improvement from yeah. him, and, and I just said those numbers. Yes. And you know, the thing I will say about this series is, compared to where they were at the start, you can feel them settling in on how they're going to play. I mean, Biombo has been terrific. Like he, at one point, Monty's playing four different centers trying to figure out who to play. Right. Uh-huh. So. Biombo has been good, and you know he's his minutes have been productive. So you know he's gonna for the time being at least he's gonna be a guy you're bringing off the bench. I think he's playing, you know, twelve minutes a game or something like that. Um, Tory Craig, not uh, Tory Craig is not gonna continue shooting this way. I, I think he's shooting something crazy like sixty seven percent and fifty six percent on threes. He's averaging sixteen points. Like I, I don't think he's gonna keep shooting this way. But like that with him as the starter, there's some settling in. And Akoji has been, you know, he has not shot the ball well, but he's been okay. And so I think that aligns so I think they have a I think he probably feels okay about that seven. And then, you know, Shamit's been bad. Shamit hasn't had a good series. So, you know, maybe the next series, Shamit plays better and, and Craig takes a step down. Um, I think in general, you're right. But I also think that as long as their offense is chugging like this and as long as Durant and Booker are healthy and producing like this, their margin for error is going to be significant. And that's what you're looking at in the playoffs. What's your margin for error? It's a great point. And, and you know as well as I do, the Suns, uh, they had some atonement to do after the way, the, the inglorious way they exited the playoffs last year. I think Kevin Durant's taking a lot of pressure off them. But if you get this series that people are already bracing for, a Warriors-Lakers series opposite, the Suns are going to continue to play in the shadows, if you will. Give us, if you if you don't mind, sketching out where you see the Western Conference going, because clearly the, the Warriors-Kings isn't over yet, but that injury to Deer and Fox, it's got people looking ahead. I just reset the West from your perspective, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, let me just say that I think the Grizzlies are playing very poorly. Um, they are not making a good showing. And I realize that they are wounded, and I realize that Ja is compromised, but they did not play a good nor smart game last night. And the Lakers got away with Anthony Davis playing poorly, and LeBron's numbers were good, but that was not a command LeBron performance. He had a few command plays 
uh-huh. without question. The layup that he scored at the end of regulation to force overtime is a absolutely breathtaking command play. But you know, if you look at the game like in whole, the Grizzlies have been extremely disappointing, and so like they are now uh, in really bad shape to to get knocked out. And um, you know, I. I uh, the Lakers, I, I think, are very impressive since the trade, and I've obviously are not a seven seed. Um, they are something more than that. Just like I would say, the Suns are not a four seed. Just like I would say that the that the Warriors are not a six <laughs> seed. Um, so, so, so the correct things are sort of happening here in terms of. But you know, the, the Grizzlies are not equating themselves well. They did not play smart nor well last night. Um, the Nuggets are, you know, kind of a. A, a bit of an enigma. They did, they really have not played their best basketball in a couple of months. And you can take slices out of of some of this series they play with Minnesota, and you can say, okay, they're kind of coming back. But uh, uh, if they play their best basketball, I think they can, you know, just because I think that the rest of these teams have some issues. Um, the Nuggets still are very potent, but they just haven't played their best basketball routinely in a while. Yeah. Uh, I think they finished the regular season going 12 and 11. And there've just been moments in this series where you just wondering about them. Um, so like that potential series, like um, uh, that's going to be an interesting one because it's very hard to play in Denver. Um, you know, they are, you know, one of the things about the Nuggets is they were um, a much better defensive team this year, and they've been the second best um, defense in the West so far. Again, I know it's small sample size, but that's what we have. They've played relatively well, but how much of that is the Wolves? The Wolves are missing a couple of really key players. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think the Nuggets are, to me, the Nuggets are the healthiest team mm-hmm. other than the Suns, but they're, but they're deeper than the Suns. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it. We'll see how it plays out. But I, I do think I could sit here and make a case for you. I don't know if I can say the Lakers could win the West, but I could make a case for you. The Warriors, Nuggets, and, and Suns could. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'll see how how the teams catch the rhythm. And frankly, I'm sorry to say this. I wish this wasn't true, but especially as we look at Giannis, we look at Embiid, we look at Darren Fox. Guys, this might just come down to who is the last man standing. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, right. I mean, it's a it's a war of attrition. Yeah, yep. and and the Suns have had good luck so far. Knock on wood. Knock on Brian, wood. Thank thanks you, so man. much, as always, for joining us. Great stuff. We really appreciate it. All right. Be well. Take care.